Hey, what's going on? You're listening to another episode of the Women for Greatness podcast. I'm Serena Hess and I'm your host and this is episode 57. Real quick before we dive in, I just wanted to give a shout out to you. Thank you for being in my community. Thank you for sticking around for the podcast and thank you for being present and showing up. I know right now is a crazy season of our lives, a crazy time. And so I just wanted to say thank you and congratulate you for spending the time to invest in yourself and listening to things that will give you positivity and improve your mindset. And in this episode, I interview Alex Garzaro. Alex is a firecracker. She does not take excuses. And in this episode, we dive into what it was like for her to become a personal trainer, for her to lose 65 pounds after saying, oh, I'll do it and starting and stopping lots of diets. Alex unleashes her truth bombs as far as doing what you say you're going to do, the positive mindset behind working out and taking care of your body. And Alex shares her confidence journey, her journey to confidence throughout her life. And I hope you listen in. I hope you take this time to really hear and take in all of the positive things that Alex is saying and that we talk about. I see you. I hear you. I know you're here showing up for yourself in this community. And it is my hope and prayer that you take a nugget of wisdom from this podcast and you use it to help your life. We're in a weird season of life. And so I hope that this is helpful for you. Let me know if it is. Take a screenshot and post this up on your Instagram. But without further ado, let's listen to episode 57 with Alex Garzaro. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Women for Greatness podcast. Make sure you're hanging out with us on all the social medias, Instagram, YouTube, our private Facebook group, and our email list. Those are just little ways to stay connected throughout the week during this crazy time we're in. Okay, now let's get into this episode. Connecting. Perfect. Hey, girl. How are you? Great. Super busy, as always. I think any entrepreneur who knows this kind of life is the same. I'm a mom, so homeschooling, which is natural for me because I naturally homeschool my kids anyways. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then my husband's home right now, so it's just kind of adapting to our new normal right now. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is going? Like, you- you're not usually here. Is this usually not work from home? No, no, not <laughs> like, at all. Excuse me, sir. Well, thank you for joining me. First, can you give just a little, just a little backstory? I know you just did a little bit saying wife, mother, owner, but can you dive a little bit deeper for everyone who's hanging out and doesn't know fully who you are? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. My name is Alex. You guys, um, it's Alex Andrea, but everybody knows me as Alex. And I am a weight loss specialist and lifestyle strategist. I started Mm -hmm. in the fitness industry about 10 years ago with my own fitness journey, which I'm sure we'll get into that as well as we start talking. And I kind of stumbled into it. My schooling is in psychology and sociology. And I also created a photography business years ago. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) And then I am married to Gabriel Garzaro. Him and I created the Social Vibe, which is a DJ and lighting production company here in town. And so we, he does most of it, but I do some of the marketing and stuff behind Mm -hmm. the scenes for his company as well. Mom to two boys. They are 10 and in a day. My youngest will be nine. (laughs) Okay. Happy birthday early. (laughs) Yes. So they're fun. They are a handful. They're kind of coming on to like little mini teens with attitudes and talking back. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then just 
loving life, really just staying positive and looking at the bright side. And I love mindset. I love confidence. So that's why I'm following you and I reached out to you and I was like, hey, let's chat. <laughs> well, yeah, because I've seen you like, for example, I have my Bakersfield Life magazine right here. And right here, your here's your article that you oh, you're smushed your article. <laughs> so it's like, I know you and I've known of you. But I'm like, so when you're like, hey, let's do Instagram story swap. I'm like, I just want to interview you. Like, can we just talk? <laughs> I'm like, can we just be friends? That'd be great. Yeah. So you do a lot. Like from what you just said, that's way more than I even knew. Like the production part and like that stuff I didn't know. And then the photography stuff. I'm like, what? How? Like you're obviously very talented. Oh, thank <laughs> but, you. <laughs> so yeah. But um, could we more so like focus in on like how you help women? So you're yeah. a coach or a trainer? So what clarify? Yeah. I am a certified personal trainer. Okay. And so women come to me for weight loss. Like that is my specialty. I help okay. women to lose weight pretty easily, not any quick fixes. That's not my MO. I'm about a lifestyle. So I have this analogy about like the tortoise and the hare and we're the tortoise, not the hare. So we okay. take it nice and slow one day, one meal, one workout at a time. Mm -hmm. And I believe that you don't have to train seven days a week. For most women, that is not something that they can actually create a schedule for for life. So I teach them to create a lifestyle mm -hmm. in a way that they can maintain throughout whatever they yeah. change into. The majority of people know me as a fitness trainer, and I own the Grind Day Shop here in town. Mm -hmm. So it's an all-women yes. training I've facility, seen that. small group training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so my classes, when they were up and operating, <laughs> are no more than 10 to 12 women per class. So I keep it very small. I love intimate settings, but I love group settings because mm -hmm. community is so crucial to really making the optimal progress. So there's that yeah. small community kind of aspect to it. And although the gym is called the Grind Body Shop, my ladies are known as Grind Babes. Hey. And that's kind of how <laughs> that term, that's great. Yeah, that term came to be. So I'm kind of known for both the Grind Body Shop and Grind Babe. That's like you either know me for one or the other, but they're mm -hmm. actually together. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> uh, they're one. They have gone virtual. So now all my classes are virtual where we interact and I'm still doing everything I did in person, but we're doing it online right now. And I accidentally fell into this career. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so that was my next, that was my next question. How did you get into this? How did you get into fitness and caring about all of this? Like, what's your story? Okay. So I <laughs> buckle up. Oh I know. <laughs> and grab your popcorn, I'll, you guys. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you some <laughs> guidelines, like touch on like your confidence throughout the story too, like where you were at in that area too. So there's your, okay. your bumpers, but yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. I had a nine to five when I was in my early twenties. My husband and I got married when I was 21, very early. And I actually really never had confidence until I got to my late twenties, but we'll get into that. Wow. So I got married, had a nine to five. We decided when we were going to have kids that I was going to stop working, got pregnant with our first, but I was like, I need to do something. So that's when photography came into play. 
And I was a wedding photographer for five years, but still Mm. lacking, lacking what I didn't know was confidence. So I decided like that wasn't for me, but in the process of having two babies back to back, not really even understanding what health was because I wasn't brought up that way. I'm, I'm Mexican Puerto Rican. I don't know if you know that, but I'm actually Mexican Puerto Rican. And so I have a lot of the the Latin inheritance of like how to eat, like, well, I did. And so I gained like, I don't even know, 65 pounds during both pregnancies. So I was 200 pounds Mm -hmm. and I wasn't working. I was a stay at home mom. I just felt really depressed, very Mm. low, like really low self-esteem, which I had already had anyways. So just to give you kind of a background on how low my self-esteem was, like when I was in my early twenties, 18s, like high school years, my husband and I were dating. We're high school sweethearts. And so, <laughs> so cute. I would literally stand behind him and say nothing. Mm. Like, he was, like, <laughs> kind of my bumper. So it was just, like, he would speak for me because I was so fearful of saying the wrong thing or not mm. being liked or behaving in a way that that person wasn't susceptible to and and just, you know, causing things, which it stems from – some experiences in childhood, which we all, I think, kind of go through. Yeah. So then I decided one day when my youngest was six months old that I needed to do something. And I didn't know what, but I was going to start with my weight. Mm -hmm. So I woke up, literally it just happened. I woke up one day and (laughs) I was like, I'm going to work out. And so I ordered a Beachbody program and I ordered Shakeology and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I actually did. You know, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there was times before, you know, I would say I'm going to lose weight and I would do it for like a day and then not do anything at all. And it was September of 2001. And Mm -hmm. in two months, I lost like 20 pounds. My husband was like, wow. He's like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like, you know, all at home workouts, just kind of doing my thing. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to do something outside of this. Like, I, I kind of want a community. And he was like, well, okay. Well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I heard about this kickboxing place in town. <laughs> and he was like, okay, how much is it? I was like, well, it's really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he was our breadwinner. I wasn't working. I didn't have any income coming in, you know. And really expensive is a mindset, too. So that was, again, my confidence in not believing that I was worth the value that we were going to be putting in for this boot camp. And so we did it anyways. And I ended up meeting a girl there who was like, oh, you could, you know, you already take Beachbody. You could be a Beachbody coach. And I was like, oh, I can make money doing this. Like, I love this stuff. Cool. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up starting to be a Beachbody coach. And that's kind of how I started to fall into fitness. So I had lost like 40 pounds at this time. I was a beach body coach. I was doing really well, but not just that. Like I wasn't really following beach body rules. Mm. <laughs> You're like, I make my own rules. I'm <laughs> Alex. <laughs> and so I started creating like nutrition plans for my clients based off macros. Like I was doing customized macros, not realizing it. You're like, oh. And I, <laughs> I know. All right. Now I look back. I'm like, well, that's what I was doing. I, was con- like I had confidence mm-hmm. because I was behind a screen. Okay. Right? So I wasn't really like going out and talking to people like I would just post on social media like who wants to join but not like 
say anything. It wasn't until about a year after I had lost 65 pounds. I was a completely different person. So I went from being really overweight, having this, you know, big stomach, not speaking, to competing in the Beachbody bikini competition. Mm-hmm. So wow. I literally like they're like who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I really think that set me up for like saying, okay, if I could do this, what else can I do? And it was little victories over time that really set the tone for me to slowly, gradually embrace who I am as a person and be okay with people not being okay with me. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah. So. Beachbody, like I said, I didn't follow the rules. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I don't really like this. And my husband's like, people are asking you to train them. Why not train them? I'm like, well, I'm not a trainer. He's like, yeah, yeah you are. I'm like, okay. So he cleared out our garage, which was an office. And it had laminate flooring with holes in it. I literally had. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, well, this is what we got. I had one set of dumbbells that I got for my birthday and I opened up shop. I put out a post and I was like, I'm taking four girls to start training. And I booked a day and in four weeks of training them, I posted the results and they had all lost like 20 pounds in four weeks. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so it spiraled and the grind body shop was created. And you're like, and here we are. So And here we are. <laughs> so how long has the Grind Body Shop been open? Like how long have you been doing this? It celebrated six years in February. Six years. That's awesome. That's okay. So yeah. many questions. Here we go. <laughs> I, I guess some of the things that stand out to me about your story. The first question is I've had clients talk about when they lose weight still feeling like they thought like one of my clients thought her confidence would be like fixed as soon as she lost the weight. Like, did you experience something like that too? You know what? I never went into it thinking that I was in a change. Mm-hmm. I literally just wanted to feel comfortable in my body because I was wearing sweaters in summer. Mm-hmm. So like my son's birthday is like April 1st and it's like, like a hundred degrees here during that time. And I have photos of his first birthday where I'm covered up in like a cardigan sweater with another shirt and another shirt and jeans and like tired of feeling tired. I was tired of being uncomfortable. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this for me, not Mm -hmm. to post on social media, not for motivation, not to become who I am today. That was never my intention. Never did I even dream that I would have or be the person I am today. Mm-hmm. What it was, though, was that I celebrated my victories. So I noticed a okay. lot of people in fitness do not celebrate the victories. And when I'm saying victories, I'm not saying when I hit 65-pound weight loss. I'm talking about I hit two pounds this week. Yeah. Heck, yeah. You're you like, know? okay, like, let's go. <laughs> yes. Like, girl, you got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. I'm talking about those victories. Because if you are self-sabotaging and you're defeating yourself because you lost one pound this week, then you're always going to have that mindset and you're always going to feel like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But if you celebrate that one pound, it's like, I'm one pound closer to my goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really about shifting how you're looking at 
the weight loss, how you're looking at the body, and to stop really looking at fitness as workouts as something to get you to a goal of weight loss. Yeah. To make it more so of your time. This is your time for you. This is your time to really prove that you can push past a certain point. Mm-hmm. And when you do that in the gym, you start to do that in life. And I think that's really what happened for me was like, every time I went into the gym, I would lift a little heavier. And I was like, wow, if I can lift 10 pounds this week, yeah. what can I do next week? And literally, I went from being somebody who hated running to running five half marathons. I went from somebody who didn't even have like a concept of lifting weights to doing powerlifting competitions and lifting, you know, deadlifting 300, over 300 pounds and squatting over 250. And each time I, I celebrated, Mm -hmm. I was like, look at what I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people get lost in celebrating because they feel like they're being conceited or, Mm -hmm. you know, who are they to be celebrating something when somebody else is going through something else? Don't downplay your victories just because you're trying to keep somebody else safe from their mm-hmm. feelings. Like you have feelings too, you know, let them celebrate you. Mm-hmm. When we don't recognize what we're doing, you know, and always downplay women have this mm-hmm. excellent thing where they downplay oh. everything they do. It's like, no, oh, like, you, you did that. Like what? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. so I love what you're saying. Celebrate it. Yeah. So that that's awesome. But I feel like some people listening, like when you were listing off the things that you you're like powerlifting and marathons, I feel like <laughs> when you started going in that route, people might be like, oh, well, this Alex girl, like she's a special case. Like she's, <laughs> you know, what? Like, so when you made that decision, when you woke up that morning and you were like, okay, my life is changing today. Like, I feel like a lot of people make that decision, especially in January, you know, they're like new year, everything's changing. But what advice would you give or what did you do to keep it consistent after you made the decision? Because I feel like a lot of people fall off. I think a lot of people fall off because they look at the big goal. Mm. I never set out to lose 65 pounds. I literally set out to lose five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I woke up. You go, wow, this works. I just want to lose five pounds and I will be good. And then I lost five pounds and I was like, wow, okay, this is kind of fun. And then I lost another five pounds. I was like, wow, this is cool. And I just kept going. So I never set like a big goal. Like I had it in mind. So like Mm -hmm. I have this photo, right? So September of 2001, when I went on this, this journey, Pinterest was a, like had just came out, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like on Pinterest, like pinning fitness stuff. And, and on one of the pins, it was this girl and a sports bra and shorts, and she had boxing gloves. And I put my body. Like yeah. that was my comment, like my body. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about it. I just dismissed it, never thought about it. You know, Pinterest was cool back in 2001. Well, come 2011, 2000, I keep saying 2001, but it's 2011, 2014, yeah. I went back on Pinterest. And this was after I competed in my bikini competition, right? And I was just looking through my fitness boards. I was like, you know what? Let me refresh my, my, my passion. Yeah. <laughs> You're ideas. like, give me some fire. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I go back and I see that pin like all the way down on my board. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. 
interesting. So I take the photo and I save it to my phone and I put my photo next to it and I had accomplished the exact physique. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, the exact physique. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about it. I never like had the photo on my phone, like, you know, as a screensaver or like every day, like pressured myself that I had to get this body or I was going to get abs or I was going to lift, you know, 300 pounds. Like I never mm-hmm. thought about doing it. And so it came up. Yeah. That was it. That's I- crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally taken it one day, one meal, and one workout at a time my entire process. I mean, there's times, don't get me wrong, you know, when once you get to a certain point, you kind of fixate like, oh, I kind of let myself go a little bit. I should really look like this. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, man, you know, I, I achieved that goal. I, I shouldn't be this far from where I was. Like, I should be further towards a different goal. And that yeah. happens. You know, your mind likes to play tricks on you, especially with social media. It will try and, like we said, it will try and take you to a place of defeat versus mm-hmm. accomplishment. So yeah. I can look at my old six-pack body where I was, you know, running every day for like six miles and lifting twice, twice, you know, for four hours a day and be defeated or I can look at where I am today and be like, wow, at least I've never allowed myself to go back to where I was. So I think that's where the confidence comes from is allowing yourself to look at it in a way where you're seeing yourself as a winner. Yeah. Like choosing to see yourself in good light, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like painting yourself out. Oh, you're so lazy. Oh, mm-hmm. you're so fat. Like why, why would we tell you would never say that to your best friend. Why oh. are we saying that to ourselves like that? Like Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Be nice. Exactly. And the thing is, it's fine because that's showing you that you're in a process of understanding where mm-hmm. your faults are. Yeah. But the thing is catching it. As long as you can catch yourself, you can overcome mm-hmm. and teach yourself differently. But if you are in a state where you're not acknowledging that fault and you're just kind of brushing it to the side, then you can never become better. Yeah. And you can never change it. It's like, you know, like a habit, like eating, right? Like if you eat pizza one day and you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat pizza for the rest of the week. But then like on Friday, you eat pizza again. (laughs) You're you're kind of dismissing. (laughs) Yeah. You're dismissing what you've said, even though come Friday you're eating that pizza and you know you told yourself that you weren't going to do it and you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. So you're dismissing the habit. So if you can catch it and really put in the work, it's called working out for a reason. you got to put in work. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, to actually build a different physique. But as you're building that physique, you definitely want to start to look at yourself in a different light. Mm-hmm. I think for me too, one of the things that really helped me was all the positivity I had around me. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause you were talking about community that, that you wanted community. Yeah. So talk, yeah. Go into that a little bit. What positivity? Yeah. So my husband was my first like mm-hmm. cheerleader, but he wasn't always. So like I was the type of person that would try to die and like not really go all in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I started to actually like, stay committed to something he was like wow you're actually doing it okay my husband didn't jump on board 
on like the health train to like a year after, like I had already lost 65 pounds. I had already done all this. Right. Then he got on board. Yeah. My mom was not a supporter. She was just like, you watch your kids. Like you had your kids. I'm not watching them for you to work out. So I, I didn't have like positivity right off the bat because again, it was, they were reacting accordingly. That was it. And so yeah. I showed them that like, no, that's not who I am anymore. Like, this is who I am. Then they're like, wow, you're doing pretty cool. Wow. Like you, you look amazing. You know, mm -hmm. then it started to come in and that positivity, like really kind of like lights you on fire. Like you kind of like secretly try not to like, let you're like, like show it. Thank you. Like, you're like, thank you. Thank I you. know. <laughs> <laughs> I will take a bow. <laughs> That's why it's so important that if you see somebody who has been working, who has been, you know, really trying for us to comment and be like, girl, you look good. You mm -hmm. know, just that little like acknowledgement that she's been trying or like, hey, I see you going to the gym. I see you, you know, you don't, yeah. maybe she, you don't see progress in her yet, but you see her going to the gym. Acknowledge the fact that they're doing the work. That mm -hmm. little acknowledgement goes so far in a person's confidence that they're like, okay, okay, they see me. All right. I got to keep going. And the more that people, the more that I proved that I was changing with my actions, the more that people started to come around. And so like right now with quarantine, I, I see a lot of like people like, oh, my kids, you know, I can't work out because my kids or yeah. I have nobody to watch my kids or I can't work out because of this X, Y, and Z at home. Right. And I'm like, don't come to me because I will keep it real. And I've been through everything. So my husband laughs because people will try and give me excuses. I'm like, nope, been there, done that. Like, this is how you, this <laughs> you, is how you get over it. Those are not good here. Not valid. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, yeah. I've already been through it. Let me show you how to get over it. Now you have to decide to do the action to get over it. Mm -hmm. And it's I'm very, like, raw, not, like, I'm not <laughs> – it's funny because my husband was like, you kind of look so nice and you're not. I'm like, I am, <laughs> but I'm not. Excuse like, me. <laughs> I've come to a point in my confidence to where I am okay speaking how I want to speak and I'm okay speaking to people in a real, raw, authentic way. So I mm -hmm. say, like, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't ask me. And I have a lot of people who come to me and I'll ask them, like, out of all the trainers, there's millions of trainers in the world you can work with. And mm -hmm. I'm not the cheapest. Why me? Mm -hmm. And they will literally say because of the raw, honest truth. Like, that, that's just, they, they need that in their lives. And I'm like, okay, just yeah. so you know, you're acknowledging it. That's how I am. <laughs> We're good to go. But sometimes confidence, like, needs to be pulled out of somebody through that action from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have two ideas with what you've just said. So the first one, the first one's like a compliment to you because like when you see someone else and you compliment them, like that takes a secure person to compliment someone else, you know? Yeah. Like when, when I say like, hey, Alex, like your hair looks great today. I'm not thinking like, oh, but mine doesn't. I'm like, I'm just saying <laughs> yours look like to compliment someone and say, I see you putting yeah. in the work. I see you doing that. Like mm -hmm. that takes a lot of security. And so I see yes. that in you and that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And then, Thank you. Yeah. And then second, I want to kind of have you walk us through the two mindsets, like have grace with yourself, have patience with yourself. But then the other part, which you were just kind of mentioning is, yeah, but don't take excuses. So when do we know when we're having grace? 
or are we being too easy on ourselves or no, we need to be harder on ourselves or like, what are some things that you do to know the balance between the two? So before I get into that, let me just mm -hmm. say when somebody gives you a compliment, just say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Don't say, well, you know, it's not my best hair day. Yeah. No, no, no. Just, just accept it. You guys say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Take the compliments as they come. Okay. Yes. Don't like twist don't them around. Don't minimize or yeah, downplay. Don't minimize, downplay, none of that. All right. When they say when they say I like your shirt, don't say thanks. I got it on sale. Yeah. It exactly. Is no. Just, just say thank just, you. Just say thank you. Okay. So here's the thing. You feel it. Mm. That's it. It's that simple, you guys. You feel it. Okay. And I've always said I'm a I'm a, a religious person. I'm very Catholic, practicing mm -hmm. Catholic. And I always say when it's God's will, it's easy. When it's my will, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. And that's good. so that's just kind of my thing I live by. And I'm like, if I'm stressed, if I'm fighting myself, if mm. I'm not in a good space, that's me trying to make something happen. That's not right for me. Mm -hmm. When I'm just kind of flowing through things and things are kind of like rolling along, that's like where my space is. That's where your like flow should be. Mm -hmm. And so when those excuses come up, you feel it down inside, you know, you second guess yourself, you hear yourself, you're validating what you want to hear because you know, deep down inside, you're not willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all it is. And that's okay. But I will call you out on it and be like, listen, <laughs> if you don't want to do the work, that's totally fine. If you're not ready, that's totally fine. But don't sit here and allow yourself to, you know, validate these excuses of like, oh, it's because my kids are home or, oh, it's because I don't have time or, oh, it's because of this in regards to whatever fitness, business, mm -hmm. life, whatever. And when you say it, you feel it like, oh, it's because of this. And you can even start to see your demeanor change when you're utilizing those excuses. Yeah. And it's not until you start to recognize them or somebody calls you out on it that you can actually say, oh, yeah. Like, it's an eye-opening moment where it's like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. Like, I have this story where for months before I actually started my journey, everybody around me was losing weight. Everybody. Like, my sister-in-law <laughs> had six kids. I had three kids. Like, they were all just looking amazing. And I'm over here like, <laughs> well... Hey, <laughs> I realized that I kept, I, I kept saying to them, Hey, help me. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, can you show me? Hey, I really mm. want to. Until one of my best friends was like, listen, stop asking me because I can't do it for you. That's yeah. all that was happening. So these, these whole things of like, I need to wait. I need to find a workout partner. I'm going to wait for my friend to sign up with me. Hey, mm -hmm. asking people, how do you do it? Look, girl, you know how to do it. We all know how to do it. And if you don't, you know which coach you want to work with to help you get it done. Mm -hmm. Now it's about how bad do you want it? How bad are you willing to learn? How much do you want to embrace the change that's about to come? Because that's what happens to so many of us. We utilize these excuses to keep us safe. And our bodies naturally do that in, in the gym too. We will start to feel that pain and we want to stop the reps. But the change doesn't happen until that pain starts to come into our body. And then that's when you actually should be counting the reps. Yeah. When it comes to change in your life and stopping these excuses, 
you're going to have to embrace the uncertainty, the uncomfort, the not knowing. And it's scary. It's mm -hmm. really scary to do. If you don't know what to do or you're scared to do it, honestly, hire somebody. Trust me, it's one of the best things. I have mentors who help me through a lot of things. You're a coach, a confidence coach. Like, we don't do these things because it's just something to make money. Like, we go into these businesses and creating these companies because we truly see that we can help people do it. We've mm -hmm. done the research. We've done the yeah. hours of education. <laughs> so we much work. <laughs> right? We put in the years. So what you're paying for is not confidence coaching or training. You're paying for the years that it took for us to learn what we know so that we can give it to you in four weeks and you could surpass the four years that it took to actually get there. Mm -hmm. that's what you're hiring a coach for a coach yeah. who will help you recognize those excuses and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do to stop that. So many people don't like to be called out on what I call, you know, their BS, their belief yeah. system. Oh. <laughs> you got I, me. I know, I that too. That too. I love, and I've heard that before. <laughs> that too. But their belief system about not being capable, not being good enough, not being strong enough, not having confidence enough. That doesn't happen overnight. For me, I can tell you that my optimal confidence came last year. Mm. Wow. And I've yeah. been working at this for what, almost 10 years? Mm -hmm. 2011? Yeah. You know, that's when it really skyrocketed. But I've also had mentors and I've also done a lot of like personal development. I've done a lot of research. Yeah. I've put a lot of work into it. So my husband, he laughs. He'll, he'll, he'll say like, I am not the woman he married. He doesn't recognize me. I am more outgoing now than he is. And he was the outgoing one. Ha. <laughs> Freestyling it over here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to acknowledge the excuses that you're using. It's not a bad thing. You may feel like a failure when you do, like, oh, that sucks. But when you start to embrace them for what they truly are, then you can actually overcome them and start yeah. to really become the person that you've always wanted to be deep down inside, whether mm -hmm. it's being confident, creating that business, hitting those weight loss goals. You're hitting a plateau because you are in your way. That's yeah. it. I find myself, what I do is like, no, I need to like listen to this book or like read this mm -hmm. book or listen to this audio book or no, I need to listen to this podcast before I can do what I need to do. I know mm -hmm. I need to do the thing that I need to do, but I want to hear what they have to say. And it's like, <laughs> what, if I know what I need to do, why don't why I, I do just it? do it? Yeah. yeah. Like what you're saying, like recognize, okay, you would, when I know if I should go easy or go harder at the end of the day, if I feel guilty for how I spent my time, that's a pretty good indication. Like, oh, you probably could have been doing a couple extra things if you're feeling guilty at the end of the day. If you're looking at your time, yeah. honestly, like, who else? Are you watching the Tiger King show? Or like, what? <laughs> okay. It's funny, to be honest, yeah. I only really watch TV, like, Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, eh. <laughs> Maybe Saturdays.
I work so often. It's so funny because they're like, well, you're a trainer. You just write workouts. I'm like, I'm not that type of trainer. Like, if you've ever taken one of my classes, not one of my workouts in my classes are the same. If you've ever done one of my programs, you you will never repeat a workout for, mm -hmm. for 12 weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just the type of person that I am and the type of style of training that I love. Like you said, it's about the time that you're putting in. So where you prioritize, look at your yesterday. That's as far back as you need to go. Look at your yesterday. Did you eat the way you wanted to eat? Did you do the things you wanted to do? You don't have to look back to last week, last year, last, last 10 years. Like, just look back to yesterday and then change yeah. it from there. So next question. We've been kind of like freestyling it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily focused on more fitness aspects. But you also mentioned that you love mindset. So if someone's watching and listening and they're like, okay, but how can I help my mindset with my confidence? Like, do you have any different tips or things that worked for you or things that you recommend to clients that you could share? Mindset comes from really action. I am an mm -hmm. action person. So like I gave my clients this kind of challenge, you can say. A lot of them were dealing with lack of confidence, accepting compliments, not recognizing their wins. And so I challenged them to find somebody and tell them a victory and not hold back, not say, well, I went to the gym and I lost 10 pounds, but I'm not done yet. No, 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 no. I challenged them to go to somebody and be like, oh my gosh, like I've lost 10 pounds and celebrate. Even if that person's not celebrating mm -hmm. with them, you've told them, you've acknowledged it, you've spoken out loud and by doing so and allowing your body to react accordingly in mm -hmm. like a state of happiness, mm -hmm. then your mind is actually going to start to, to come along. But if you continue to let that little mind defeat you, your body will act according to the mind. So you kind of have to trick it and mm -hmm. go against what the mind is doing with your body. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is when you have a success, don't minimize it. Like that's a good Do not. mindset, like a practice for whoever's watching and listening later. Like what we were saying earlier a bit about the haircut and the cute shirt. Mm -hmm. Like I did this period. So for example, yeah. for me, I did a Spartan race last year. Period. Yay! And so whatever, whoever this applies to, yeah. I did this period. They're not, but I, you mm -hmm. know, I didn't do my best or, yeah. but so yeah, really not yeah. minimizing what they yeah. do. But also the way you say it. So like, like you kind of just threw it in there, right? Like mm -hmm. I did a Spartan race. Like I should have, you should have been like, Alex, I did yeah. a Spartan race. You okay. Know? Hype. More hype. You know, like, <laughs> like you just did something. Not everybody in the world does you accomplish something that you yourself wanted to accomplish. Like yeah. you out of everybody need to be the most excited. Mm -hmm. And if you are, everybody around you is going to start to absorb your reaction. And yeah. then they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I've been wanting to do it. Like, Oh my gosh, you should, you know what? I'll do it with you. And then the, you energy. Kind of, the energy will flow. And then that confidence that you're wanting starts to come. The first couple of times may, you may feel fake is what the terminology is for it. But what mm -hmm. if it's not? Like, what if we don't consider it to be fake? What if we consider mm -hmm. it to be the truth that you've been holding back from? Well, and another thought that goes along with this is how other people see you is how you carry yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if I see my, if I see myself, oh, I'm not very good at sport. Oh, I'm not very good at this. Then other other people are gonna pick up on that and be like, oh yeah, like you're not very good. <laughs> but then if you're like, I did this, all super hyped yeah. on what you did, they're gonna be like, wow, this person's really exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna flow off of how you feel about you. Yeah, and that goes back to like the first thing I said when I decided that. I wasn't going to allow others to dictate how I present myself or how I hold myself or how I speak mm -hmm. for myself. And once you start to kind of free yourself of the perspective of everybody else, the opinions mm -hmm. of everybody else, just know that, listen, everybody's wrong sometimes. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to speak your truth and be wrong. I would rather speak my truth and be like, oh yeah, you know what? I was totally wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. You right. You right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> then to hold back and be like, well, I'm not sure. And then I would have been right. And then not allow them to, you know, be able to really propel at something. Mm -hmm. And this is something I, I was speaking to somebody else about it. I was like, you know, what really bothers me is that when you ask a question and people give you the answer that they think you want to hear you're not doing me any favors by doing that. If I ask you like, hey, how am I doing as a person? And you're like, you're doing great. And in reality, I suck. You're not allowing myself to improve myself because mm -hmm. you're giving me false information. So be truthful to those around you. You're not doing them a disservice. You're doing them a benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it may hurt and nobody wants to be the villain. I get it. But there's ways to speak it in a way that shows that you care and that you're doing it out of love and not out of, you know, being vindictive. So I'm trying to think of any other questions that I have. I wrote out a couple. Okay, I have a funny question first and okay. then last thoughts. So funny question. If someone went up to you and was like, Alex, do I have to look hot to feel confident? What would you say? I would look at them crazy. Like, I don't understand the question because... For me, mm -hmm. a body is not sexy. For me, the way you speak about yourself and others is super sexy. I think mm -hmm. the body is a reaction of how you carry yourself mentally. Awesome. And that's how I speak to my women. Like, you're coming to me for weight loss, but that's just the kind of reaction that's going to, like, that's the side effect of mm -hmm. what's going to go down. Yeah. We're not going to focus on giving you six-pack abs and, you know, doing this. Like, that's a side effect of what's really going to happen working with me. So what's really going to happen is I'm going to start to tear down all those excuses. I'm going to tear down mm -hmm. all the walls, all the barriers, all the inherited beliefs. And I'm going to show you what a really badass you are. Yeah. Fitness. <laughs> and... Okay, everybody. Take note. <laughs> If you want to be sexy, you have to speak to yourself sexy. That's what Yes. <laughs> yeah, just speak to yourself in a way that you want to be spoken to and then speak to others the same way. Like, it's okay to be like, oh, Serena, you look gorgeous. Like, I love that lipstick on you. Like, dang, girl. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay to speak like that to people. Don't hold back and just think in your head, that was a really cute lipstick. I wonder where she got it from. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. speak it to people because what's going to happen is you're going to reap the benefits from that as well because then she's like oh yeah this is where I got it but girl your hair so it's just kind of like you know universe whole thing if you want to speak yeah. it that way what you give out you get back yeah um, which I truly believe in but really the first step 
is taking the first step. So like, I feel like everything we're talking about is kind of like third, fourth steps. The mm -hmm. first step that you need to take is just speaking it or doing it and mm -hmm. whatever it is. Whether that's like starting a business or that's making the phone call or mm -hmm. that, you know, whatever, whoever's yeah. listening, whatever your thing is, yeah. you just have to you do. I don't, I didn't even know, Serena. We've never spoken, you guys. We've never seen each other I, in person. We've never <laughs> seen each other. Like, I literally have seen her come up, seen her do the confidence camp, and I was like, wow, this chick is pretty cool. I kind of want her in my world, too. Yeah. All I did was send her a DM and say, hey, do you want to, like, do a live together? Do you want to do, like, an Instagram takeover? Like, let's collab somehow. If there's something that you want in this world, if there's people that you want in your life, do not hesitate to reach out to them because you think they're on a different playing field than you are. You may be on the same playing field, but you don't know because you're not putting yourself in that position to actually speak with them or be around them. And I know that comes with confidence. It took a lot for me to do that first initial, like reach out to somebody. But once I did it, like anything in life, like once you do it, your body becomes familiar with it and it starts to become easier. So just yeah. take that first step, whether it's business, life, fitness, just take mm -hmm. it. Take it scared, take it blind, and take it alone if you have to. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So if someone is listening and they're like, okay, Alex, this is great. This is like truth bomb, truth bomb. Like they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you've touched on a lot. Take action, take action now. That's the biggest thing to building confidence in from what we're talking about here. What would you say your final, most important thing, imparting wisdom to people, your final words for them in confidence in relation to themselves and in the relation to fitness? Decide what you want, go all in, and take it one day, one goal, and one victory at a time. That's a good summary, too, of everything that we've been talking about. <laughs> if someone was watching this and they're like, okay, I need in Alex's world, how can I get connected? Where would you direct them to? I saw you do live events too. And then I saw you do the I coaching. Too. Explain people how they can come into your world. Okay. So I am always on social media on my Alex Garzaro. I do have the Grind Body Shop, which is a virtual boot camp right now. It was in person, but now we're virtual. So we do weekly group live training sessions in a group. I have Grind Babe, which is my online fitness community. All the time, online fitness community. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I have Let's Shift, which is my live events, and it stands for Stop Hiding in False Truths. Mm -hmm. It's a movement based off movement, and we do a mindset shift along with a workout routine where my husband, who owns the Social Vibe, mm -hmm. is DJing the entire time. So it's a great event. We we were going to host them three times this year, but everything that happened, we'll probably just get one. Yeah. We'll probably just get one. And it looked really fun you. the last one yeah. you did. I was like, all these lights and these ladies. And it was like, <laughs> it was, it looked so fun. I was like, I want to be there. I mean, I'll type in all the handles that you can go check out. So we got Let's Shift. We have my gym, which is the Grind Body Shop. And then at Grind Babe. So if you are ready to like take on your, you know, fitness journey and you want to work with somebody who has been there, then I am your girl. 
And I will make sure that you get to where you want to be kind of an unconventional way. So I welcome anybody to come in. I love DMs. Send me a DM. Like I chat with people all the time, (laughs) comment on my stuff. I always comment back. Um, Yeah. So I'm an open book and I post workouts and everything on my page, Alex Garzaro. So, and then I have Grind Bay podcast. I know. I I tell you, I work a lot. (laughs) All the things. Well, thank you, Alex, for everything. Thank you. Alrighty, ladies, did you like this episode with Alex? Just listening to it again, I was inspired and empowered. I especially loved the part where she was talking about don't downplay what you've accomplished. Own your successes, own your victories, and really embody that in your spirit as you go about this life. You are a woman made for greatness. And I hope hearing the story of Alex chasing confidence and building it in her life, I hope you hearing those stories empowers you and equips you to take these lessons and apply them into your own life. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you thrive in this life. And I know it's not always easy. My dear friend, if you have any questions along your confidence journey, reach out, send me a DM on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. And as always, keep on pursuing your greatness.